0: Your back's (laughs) (laughs) were shoot. (laughs) Ah it's smiling and I just I lose it. All right. Let's let's start over. Let's start over. Celebration.
1: (laughs) Welcome to the Greatest List Podcast, a show about music and lists. This season, your hosts, Jason and Eric, are counting down the top 50 movie soundtrack songs from the 80s. Think your favorite made the list? Tune in and find out. Take it away, boys.
0: Welcome back to Greatest Lists, a celebration of the greatest songs of all time in convenient list format. (laughs) Your backwards counters are myself, Jason, and my co-host, who is currently holding a boombox over his head, Eric Vardeman. That is me. I'm counting backwards
1: with a boombox over my head.
0: We need to start a boombox workout, which would just be <laughs> an arm workout with the boombox, you know, like lifts and curls. Yes. You know. Wouldn't that be great?
1: Um, oh man, I can guarantee you people my age would flock to that kind of workout session. Yeah. We'll call it the ghetto blaster. The ghetto. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, we have made it to the top 10, believe it or not. Bum, bum, bum. But before we continue our season one list of the top 50 movie soundtrack songs of the 80s. Just a quick reminder, this episode is sponsored by HalloweenCostumes.com which features the largest online selection of Halloween costumes. Your promo link in today's show notes will save you 20% on your entire order. Uh, just click over and you'll get that savings automatically in your cart. Uh, believe it or not, I wasn't joking They <laughs> that they have a costume that is a giant boombox. <laughs> It is glorious. So, you know, we're getting older, so why not wear it to impress your girl instead of having to carry it over your head? You know (laughs) what I'm saying? Anyway, you have until Halloween night to redeem your 20% savings, so visit our show notes today. Take advantage of that at HalloweenCostumes.com. Also, thanks to everyone who entered our guests, Our Top 10 giveaway. We actually had four contestants that uh, sent us their top 10 list, and we'll give you a leaderboard update at the end of the show. So stick around for that, and uh, those of you who entered will uh, get to hear an update as we get to the uh, our, t- our number one selection, and we'll find out who our big winner is. But uh, number 10, this selection takes us back to 1986 and 1989. It's featured in one, if not the most iconic movie scenes from the 80s. At number 10, from Say Anything it's in your eyes by peter gabriel
1: by the numbers
0: in your eyes was initially released as a single on september 6th 1986 about two and a half years prior to the film it peaked at just number 26 on the u.s billboard pop chart but made it to number one on the mainstream rock chart and then in 1989 it would re-enter the charts with the release of say anything and made it back to number 41. So not a huge commercial success no. uh, here in the US. Uh, amazing, amazingly, in your eyes remains as Peter Gabriel's only single to be certified gold, which is half a million copies, right? And that didn't happen until 2005. That's None crazy. of his other singles have ever been certified, you know, despite so that his album was certified really? five times platinum. And his follow-up, Us, was certified platinum. So none of the singles singles, uh, have been certified except for In Your Eyes, which is gold. So that's pretty crazy to me. It is. Inspired by a trip to a cathedral in Barcelona, Spain, Gabriel wrote the lyrics for this song, uh, wrote the lyrics for a song titled "Sangrada" for his So album. And the song was scrapped early on, although some of the elements, including the vocal melody and the chord changes, were transferred over to In Your Eyes. And the story behind its association with Say Anything goes that the director and Crow had initially scripted it to be Billy Idol's To Be a Lover in that scene and also commissioned a number of bands to write possible themes. Uh, the Smithereens was one of those, and their uh, song that they wrote for the uh, the movie actually became their big hit, A Girl Like You, Great which, which was not uh, included in the soundtrack, but uh, Crow felt that it stayed too close to the plot. So the, when the title came... Huh, uh never even time, thought about
1: that. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. When the time came to film the scene, uh, John Cusack was actually playing "Boning in the Boneyard by one of his favorite bands, <laughs> Fish Fishbone. Bone. Yeah. But only because they knew they'd be dubbing over it so eventually crow rediscovered in your eyes on a tape he had made for nancy wilson for their wedding and approached uh, gabriel about the song the musician sent a note back saying he liked the film although disapproved of the lead character's drug overdose uh, it had puzzled crow <laughs> swiftly discovered that gabriel had been accidentally sent a copy of jo- <laughs> the john belushi biopic wired instead <laughs>
1: I was literally so, going, when did he,
0: he overdo this? Right, right? I thought that was a great story. <laughs> but it was put right, and then the rest of them is, oh you know, gosh, movie music history, you would say. <laughs> but, yeah, they sent him a a, a copy of Wired instead that's of saying. Awesome. Anything. That's uh,
1: awesome. So
0: here's a few fun facts about the song. Among the several backing vocalists credited on the song, one of note is Jim Kerr. Of, of simple, simple minds. minds that we just talked about yeah no idea he contributed uh another fun fact when they were determining the album's track order gabriel wanted to have in your eyes as the final track but its prominent baseline meant it had to be placed earlier on on the vinyl where the stylus had more room to vibrate
1: That's and fascinating. this restriction
0: was no longer an issue obviously when the cd releases came out and then they put the track back at the end of the album so interesting so if you have the lp it's i think the first one on the second side and wow. he finally got his wish you know when cds came out and digital music and it's now at the end of the album and then the last fun fact in october of 2012 uh, gabriel played the first few bars of the song during a performance at the hollywood Bowl. And Cusack walked onto stage, handed him a boom box and took a bow <laughs> before quickly walking off again. And Cameron Crowe was also at the concert and later tweeted, Peter Gabriel and John Cusack on stage together at the Hollywood Bowl tonight. Won't forget that ever. And it's actually on YouTube. I found it on YouTube. So nice. we might have to uh, throw that link uh, either on the, uh, show the notes. posting at the yeah. Retro Network or we can just put it right in the show notes too. Yeah. Very fun moment. Uh, getting them back together and just
1: here's the boom box. I'm out of here. And it wasn't John Belushi either. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. That'd have been, that'd been even weirder. <laughs> Let's get personal.
0: So, I've always enjoyed the song, uh, but I didn't see it in context until probably the early 2000s. I, you know, I'm shameful for that. <laughs> way, <laughs>
1: way late wow. to the movie. Yeah.
0: And I don't, I guess it was just because like the, Rom, not it's not really a rom-com a rom drama maybe i don't know the romantic films just really haven't been my favorites over the years and wasn't a priority until i made myself sit down and watch it you know one time probably at the wife's suggestion but having said that uh, i sat down and watched the movie recently as a refresher actually i went ahead and subscribed to uh, hBO max because several of the movies we're talking about in these next picks are on there i was like i'll just resubscribe and watch them all Uh, watch them all yeah so i went back and uh and watched the movie and the iconic scene it's i don't know seems shorter than i remembered but uh going back to our you know fast times episode where you referenced that uh somebody's baby is tied to the the sex scene you know (laughs) i forgot that that's when the uh they they play it twice so they play it during that first time Yeah. diane and lloyd in the car and then, yeah and diane says to him you know this is a great song <laughs> or so, something to that yeah, effect yeah and then you know it makes a lot more sense that they when he plays it at the end he plays it at the end just yeah. to blast it back to her but uh, <laughs> awesome. back to the song i associate more with gabriel's so album really which i bought on cd during the columbia house era and i found it on vinyl a couple years ago for a dollar I couldn't wow, believe it. Criminal, it, criminally underpriced. Yeah, mm. and the whole album is great, and in context with the the seven songs on that album, it it fits great. But I that, that's just me because I was so late to the movie. But what about you uh, in the movie, especially?
1: Well, I saw the movie. I mean, a dozen times in the theater. I I love this movie. I my in fact, my sister and I quote this movie to each other. <laughs> on a regular basis because she saw at the time she was 13 when it came out and so she was she was old enough to you know grasp mm-hmm. scenes and movies and then she's watched as much as as i have after that and so <laughs> uh, i actually saw peter gabriel in concert um, i wasn't a big fan of his like i wasn't like uh really into him except for a couple of songs that were on the radio when i was in high school um, mm-hmm. but i but i got free tickets to see him i can't remember how many years ago it was um and he was phenomenal i mean just the show he put on was was just phenomenal he played this this was the very last song he played that night mm-hmm. and uh, it gave me appreciate it gave me an appreciation for him and so i went out and, and listened to finally sat down and listened to all of so um, yeah. and it's just a it's an incredible album and i just never had never listened to it because it just was never in my in my uh wheelhouse of stuff that i liked so um yeah i'm, I'm kind of like you i came like you came to the movie late i came to peter Ga- peter gabriel late because i just never really had the chance to get into him
0: i gotcha yeah those that uh so album and us the one after it with Like uh, I think that's got Steam on it and uh, Digging in the Dirt. Those songs, those hit me pretty hard. Uh, I remember watching Grammy performances and and things. And uh, his music is just kind of all over the place. Lots of different elements. And Sledgehammer, of course, that was the one that really introduced me to him. And that music video was incredible. Um, But that... Just kind of drove me into listening to him and and getting more uh, it, more Peter Gabriel and, and his back backstory and, and, and more albums and uh, singles that he's released over the years. Yeah.
1: The breakdown.
0: So Gabriel combines various real and electronic instruments to create this song, and he worked with a Fairlight CMI th- synthesizer and a drum machine and also played piano. The West African musician, Yus- I think it's Yuso Endor, is the one that sings the back, uh, the backing vocals on the oh, song. Oh yeah. And uh, Gabriel learned about him in 1984 when Endor was performing in England, where they became friends and collaborators. And then Endor joined Gabriel on his so tour and is also part of an extended version of In Your Eyes. Uh, in 1991, Gabriel performed the song in his native, and Endor's native country native country of senegal before a crowd of seventy thousand people wow so i thought that was really cool uh, to read about but before i give my breakdown i'm just going to direct everybody to go to one of my favorite youtubers rick beato oh yes uh, episode 27 of his series what makes the song great does a full breakdown like soloing the instruments and just makes you so appreciate the song uh (laughs) agreed agreed All right, that was a bad dad joke, but uh, (laughs) I I love watching Rick Beato, and I've gained a lot more appreciation for music by watching him break down songs and soloing the different parts, because he gets the full like you know track that's split up, and you can really hear all the the elements because there's so many in this song, and I I don't listen to much world music. I'd call this like world music if you want to label it. but just because of the drums and the overall kind of rhythm of the song but yeah the drums are great actually has two drum parts in it there's the toms and like percussion stuff and then there's just straight drums which have that really sharp snare drum that you hear every once in a while and then it's fun how the keys and the bass work together and then the guitars they have their own pattern. And then you got the uh, the rhythm of the drums. I mean, it just, there's so many different elements working together and it still sounds so flawless and and fun, you know? Yeah. So great. But I think my favorite part of the song is his vocals. His vocals are so unique, man. And there's so much emotion packed into pretty much all of his songs. But I just really like how they... They double track him at those falsetto parts when he gets really high, those those parts that I can't sing anymore or
1: sing along to anymore.
0: <laughs> uh, and then just how uh, Endor joins him for the uh, like post chorus of the song when they're just singing in your eyes. And then you get some great uh, backing vocals. There's that, oh, you know, just after yeah. the chorus. And then those like African chant parts almost during the song.
1: It's full of stuff. There's there's a lot of stuff in there. there.
0: There's that really deep bass voice in there. In your eyes. (laughs) I love that too. I mean, so many many elements vocally to listen to. And then you combine that with all the instruments, all the drum parts and stuff working together. I mean, it's just so much packed into one song.
1: There's a ton of stuff in there. I love his voice. Um, I love the uh the, the African choruses that yeah uh, that the sings um they're just they just they add a they almost seem out of place at times um especially for what I mean you know for what it is now as you know you hear it on 80s on eight all the right. time so like it's a pop, pop song. song yeah yeah and those vocal those those African choruses just kind of sound out of place but they but they fit does that make sense yeah so they yeah those are i love i love that juxtaposition of it's a pop song but then there's there's this world stuff going on in the background and the vocals it's just it's it just it just fits for some reason so
0: yeah it's so great man i i really enjoy it and it you know part of that probably for people is the association with the movie that you're yeah
1: that's mine yeah
0: how much you love the song Uh but at the same time on those (laughs) of my side the smaller side that uh didn't watch the movie until late there's still so much to love about it in and latch your ear to that it's just so catchy even as a playing on pop stations you know it's it's so great but all right so in your eyes comes in at number 10 uh on our list mainly for the iconic scene and say anything but like we said it's uh it did have some movement on the on the charts and uh I was thinking for the bonus songs on this episode, let's include uh, Crow's first choice for the scene, Billy Idol's To Be A Lover, so we can hear for ourselves.
1: I can't believe that was going to be. Yeah, I don't just, you know. Let's hope it would have changed the movie completely.
0: (laughs) But I wanted to get people to hear what he was originally imagining for the scene and then how how better it is to have uh, In Your Eyes uh, in that position in the movie (laughs) my second bonus i was leaning towards call of personality which i just love it's on the soundtrack but uh and it's it's just featured in the film briefly during the party scene but instead i'm going to keep the mood a little bit lower and and go trendy let's play uh, gabriel's duet with kate bush don't give up which is from the so album it's very very mellow
1: I've heard, I've Almost melodramatic,
0: but yeah. uh, you know, with Kate Bush being uh, back on top or on top as being high a as good she's billionaire ever millionaire now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought let's let's play that duo. It's really good. That's on the the solo yeah. album. True story. So, uh, real quick, guess our top ten update. So, our leader is Gary, who takes the uh, the initial lead here with two points, matching us by putting "In Your Eyes" at number ten on his list. Our other contestants, Tim, Karen, and Chad, all had In Your Eyes in their lists, but they were higher. So they'll each receive one point. So Gary has a one-point lead going into our number nine episode. He's leading with two points. Uh, The best way to listen to Greatest Lists, we've been telling you about it, Spotify Premium, because you get to hear the entire featured song and also get to hear the entire bonus songs right after we sign off. Uh, if you aren't on premium, it's still worthwhile to listen to on Spotify because you get about thirty seconds of the song to give you a little bit of context. But if you listen to the podcast outside of Spotify, you're not you don't know what we're saying. we're talking about. You're not <laughs> hearing those songs during the episode. You're just hearing the me and Eric chatter back and forth. But you can use the song whip links conveniently placed in our show notes that will lead you to conveniently s- streaming uh, services like Pandora, Apple, Amazon, youtube or it will take you back to spotify to listen to the songs uh, we are featuring please leave your feedback on today's episode via twitter at greatest lists and you can also connect on our website greatest lists podcast or over on the retronetwork.com if you want to stream episodes from your browser eric will take over the hosting duties for our number nine selection uh he's going to put us to work people You better be ready. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Greatest Lists. We'll meet you right back here next time as we continue the top 10 for Season 1.
1: You've been listening to The Greatest Lists.